Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dreamer Talks. My name is Abby Volkovich, and I'm your host. It is my job on this podcast to introduce you to dreamers from many different fields and walks of life. It is important to note that we can learn many things from the people we surround ourselves with. This is why I have ventured out to interview dreamers who are willing to share their journey with us. I'd like to share a personal story of how I was named Abby. See, when I introduce myself to people in English, I normally get asked if my name is short for something, when in reality, my full name is Abby, A-B-Y. But in a way, it kind of is short form for Abraham. You see, it's a tradition in Sephardic Jewish families to name their children after their grandparents. I happen to be Sephardic and Ashkenazi, which means the traditions clash. So, when my parents were naming me, they came to the compromise of Abby, which is short form for my grandfather's name, Abraham Abadi. My grandfather is a huge inspiration, not only for business, but also for the way to look at life. He has this way of always smiling and having a positive attitude with anyone he meets, and I love him dearly and look up to him. My grandfather will go into his personal story in the episode itself, so without further ado, I give you my grandfather, Abraham Abadi. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dreamer Talks. Today, I'm joined with a very, very, very special guest, none other than my grandfather, Abraham Abadi. I'm actually partly named after my grandfather, which is a huge honor. Uh, so welcome, uh, Abuelo. It's an honor to have you on the show. How are you doing? Hi, how are you, everybody? Uh, okay, so uh, I want to start by kind of you introducing yourself, uh, where you grew up, how many uh, members you are in your family, and then we'll get into a conversation of the, the business that you've established okay. and everything. So please maybe start from where you were born and your family uh, okay. background. Well, Well, my family was born in Mexico City. My father came from Syria at the age of three months. It was in 1911. And uh, I was born in 1942. I'm 78 years old. And uh, whatever, I have a very, and, very nice family. Uh, yeah, amazing are, family. <laughs> and how, ma how many siblings? How many siblings are we you? Have, uh, my, my, my family is uh, the original is seven brothers. We are all together. I am the fourth one. And uh, we all was born in Mexico City. And we grew up here. Here, mm -hmm. this, is our, this is our city, Mexico City. Incredible, incredible. So if you can please tell me the, the background of how it was for you to grow up and then also then start becoming an adult and kind of going through the stages that I'm currently going through, uh, you know, where now I'm studying and I'm starting to uh, want to go into business, want to go into different uh, fields. Tell me how that was for you back when you were my age, if you can maybe share. Well, I was uh, thinking to study uh, engineering, uh, but uh, at the age of uh, seven years old, I had an accident in my eye, so that's why I lose the, the vision of the left eye. And when uh, I was 16 years old, I get to the university, they told me, you cannot be an uh, engineer because of your vision. 
So I decided to start working something, study, study another thing, uh, no, no very important. And I started making uh, work in, uh, in material, in fabrics. Uh, okay. And uh, in that time, I was looking to, to see how to go around the local customers that was in the garment business. So I started with uh, some small machines that make uh, knitting, knitting textiles, that it means it's like, uh, like uh, for underwears, for sweaters like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, uh, I go to a distribution of uh, other type of materials, fabrics, and in the 1976, I came out with something very new for for V fashion. That it was denim. Yeah, at that time, denim denim was also only for the farmers or for the factories or very very heavy heavy work garment. But in that time, it started to be something like uh, fashion. Okay. It that starts in '76. Uh, it was a distribution denim until '89 that we have a very good opportunity with the other family that is uh, the family of Mr. Freuze and uh, my two sons and uh, the family of the Troises start to having a distribution for denim. And uh, after the distribution in 94, we started factory. We so up until, have, up until the year uh, 1994, you guys were just distributing. Can you maybe go? Distribution, okay. Buying a distribution, we had a, a, a very good uh, exclusive from a very big factory in Mexico. Uh-huh. And uh, this factory has to close because he went uh, only for exportation and it closed the, the business in Mexico City. So we start to do it with his know-how to make a new factory that is, was medium, medium size. Okay. And we start to growing. It was in 94 and we started the factory in 96. We built since the beginning, since the land. We make the construction, we bring the machinery, we start to doing the, the yarn and the fabric and the finishing and everything. So at that time, uh, in 96, we start to doing around the one and a half million meters a month. Wow. We had the experience, we had the experience because we had experience from all from the- From the previous manufacturer that you was your- Yeah, the, pre- the, the previous thing that we had doing Got it. After that, uh, we start doing business very local, nothing exportation. Four or five years after that, we start doing something for exportation, very small way. And uh, now we are making around 3 million meters and we are exporting around uh, 40% of the factory. Wow. That's really, incredible. really, this is the way to do it. And uh, we are very happy with the factory. We have the lows and up and downs but uh, still doing. Incredible. So can you maybe share with the listeners, because I can guarantee that some of the listeners now are probably wearing jeans right now, but they actually don't know the whole process of where it all begins. Uh, I, I know you have specialists, scientists, and everything that actually 
uh, know the specific details, but if you can share the general um, assembly line and the it? process, yeah, the process of where it goes from A to B and then to wearing them right now. Okay, the process starts with uh, buy a huge quantity of cotton. We make uh, contracts until one year after before that we receive the, the material. Is uh, this is uh, doing with the market of cotton, the world market? So we have established established the, the the price that we're gonna have in in the maybe one year. Wow. So we we can understand what is happening. The material that we make is 98 percent or ninety six percent cotton, and the two percent or 4% lycra to make a stretch. Sometimes it's 88% cotton, 8% polyester, and 4% lycra. Right, it depends, on the, it depends on the finish, yeah. right? It depends. And, and many of our, of our fabric is 100% cotton. Mm -hmm. Most of them. When you have something that is, is uh, no, no stretch, yeah, stiff. It goes all mm -hmm. cotton. It's all cotton. So we have the already the the, the bales of cotton. Bales. We have a, to have to make the yarn. The yarn. We have all. What do you mean? Weight. What do you mean by bales? Like the the big containers. The bales, bales, big bales. Ah, barrels. Big okay. Cotton. Yes, bales. Got it. And from the bales, we go to the opening of of the bale of the cotton. Mm -hmm. It's uh, to make a cleaning of the cotton, make the yarn. After make the yarn, we make the the dyeing of the of the wise and the gold on the wrap of the of the of the material. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. and uh, after the dyeing, we use many things to make the dyeing: indigo and other other chemicals. Mm -hmm. After that, we make the. The uh, to put uh, engomado, engomado, I don't know how to do slashes. Slashes that's to put uh, something in the material to make it uh, the weaving. Mm -hmm. Then we made the weaving, then we made the finishing, and uh, after the finishing, we, we it's already the material, mm -hmm. and uh, that's the way to do it. I say you now in very, very, very easy ways, but yeah, very brief. It's, it's around. Everything has many, many, many steps. Right, so and I, I, I remember... Maybe we have 15 or 16 steps to make the material. Right, and I remember uh, you, you mentioned to me when I actually came to the factory and, and saw everything in production uh, that the original, you know, the, the light-colored jeans are actually originally dark, right? You always have... The ah, dark. sure, absolutely. So and then if you see uh, mm -hmm. uh, the 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 the, the blue marine uh, navy blue that mm -hmm. you see in your jeans, it's very very dark uh, navy blue. Mm -hmm. Then we show our customers how to wash it, how to do it to make three three or four steps that you want your denim. You go to the stores, you can see light more less light and more and darkest and darker. And when you we mean when you mean your customers, you're you're, you're the, to, you mean like the the manufacturers to, of the jeans, right? Because you just provide the denim itself. So yeah, your clients the are the, the the big companies of jeans. Yes, the big company they 
asked was what chemicals has to do to make it the, the color. After mm -hmm. that, they have to prove to make it destroyed. You know that not many genes make destroy. Yeah. So we have to show them what is going to destroy the gene, the denim. And uh, we have to make uh, something that we keep in, uh, in a way that we can know how we finish every single piece of denim that they use six months in advantage. Let's say, if they tell me, what happened with these genes because uh, it, it doesn't came out like you told me. Let me see. We have something. Now you have all the records. Records, records that we have for each piece, a small, small piece that we see. Like a, a sample. What is Got, with it. That piece. Got it. After six months, we throw it away. Incredible. Okay, that, that's like a very incredible inside look into the, the denim production. Uh, appreciate it. Um, if you could maybe share uh, some difficulties uh, that you experienced throughout the development of, of this whole company, of this whole production, uh, as a business or research within the actual production, just general difficulties that you might have gone through and then grew from them. We are always developing new things for the denim. Before, what it was in uh, 96, we only make two kinds of denim. Something not no stretch, the plain one, two kinds. One for women, that this was a little lighter in, in, in weight, and the heavy one for, for men. That was two. After two, three years, started doing research in chemicals, in, uh, in yarns, in polyester, in lycra, this, that, and we start to, be, to have to change more, most of all of the, of the looms to make this. After 10 years of the factory, in, uh, the, in uh, 21, we make a new kind of, of looms and, and uh, we added what we had before. But after four years more, in, in uh, 20, 2010, we changed all the old looms because they don't do what we have to do now in the new research. So every, every way, every time is, we are looking for new. So you're always and doing trial, years, trials to uh, see what works. Right. And the five years ago, we, we bring a uh, new factory the, to make finishing, new finishing, to make the new research and uh, going on, going on. Amazing. Now we are producing around three millimeters a month. Incredible. And so one thing that you also have shared with me about uh, the company and, and the um, partners as a whole, that you've actually gone into different ventures and not only uh, now denim, right? If, can you share maybe some other things that have branched out and how you dipped your toe in different fields? You, you, you want to talk about the plastic that we're making? The... Uh, sure, the plastic. I know you also have the energy plant and uh, yeah. a lot of different projects that came from originally starting one thing yes. and then you branch out, you know, because I think it's very important for, for listeners and for people who, who might yes. want yes. well, to start one thing, you have to branch out. Yes, because of the... The, the electricity in Mexico is very, very high price. 
we start to doing our, we have the permit from the government to make our own uh, power, power plant. Electricity, electricity by, the, by the river. It mm -hmm. is uh, hydroelectric, hydroelectric, hydroelectric. It's making from, from water. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a business that we can do it. We save a lot of money from the electricity to have competition in the world. And uh, we have the opportunity to sell also with the permit to sell electricity to other people. So, wow. this so another just, just to clarify, you, you were able to create your own plant to provide yourself with electricity, and then you were also able to sell to other people. So it, it, it went we over. Okay. Yes. And uh, we, 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 uh, the, the way to do it is that we take all the electricity we, we produce, go up, to the to the government they distribution for us and they charge something for distribution and we can save money also for other for other people that we can uh, give better price than the government wow that's incredible uh wow that's, that's really good any other uh projects that the partners uh have maybe well, gone the, into the two families the two families Abadei and Troise, that is my partners we start to doing uh, recycling, the uh, basura, basura? Garbage. Garbage. The garbage, all the plastic garbage, we, we recy recycle mm -hmm. and make many things. We are doing many to sell to big companies that making uh, tubes, for the for the uh, the tubes the, the drainage right drainage yes and wow. that's what you're doing yes this Incredible. is something we're doing and we're doing also uh, plastic for for make uh, bottles for shampoos for oil for this also with all recycling Incredible. Uh, that, that's that's and, definitely a project I want to talk. It's uh, I want to talk with uh, my uncle about it to hear a lot more about the the, the recycling because I actually had a, a interview in one of the previous uh, podcast episodes with someone who is a marine biologist, Gilem, uh, and he he shares the importance of recycling plastic and trying to reduce our plastic use in the world. You know because it causes a lot of harm. So I think it's very important and it, that's great that. Uh, you're you're doing this recycling. In the in the very near future, we're thinking that we want to use a lot of garbage from the sea. Mm -hmm. All the garbage from the sea, we're going to use to recycle also. So it's going to save many things that now is spoiling the the, the, the oceans. That's and, amazing. Uh, it's going to be something very important. That's amazing. Amazing to hear. Uh, okay, well, Grandpa, is there any other um, ventures or future tasks that you've gone towards uh, in the business world or in general that uh, you can maybe give me and listeners some advice on how to pursue certain things? Well, you look in my position, I have to do it with my kids i don't see that i gonna go with a, with a new business for sure i gonna see the actual business to have it 
in the progress, more progress. I don't think in another business more now, but for sure my kids, they're going to do it. You and, are and do you think, do. do you think you have any uh, advice, tipo uh, unos tips, uh, for anyone that now, for example, me or any of the, of the people listening, for advice for starting their own business or their own venture? Well, you don't have, you have to think that you always can do it. What the mind has in mind to do it, you have to follow in and do it. And uh, work, work, and work. That's it. Incredible. Don't stop. And don't say, don't say, I cannot do it. Always can do it. Were there ever moments where you felt like you couldn't do it? No, never. I, I never have. I, I, I always was pushing, pushing, pushing. I had very tough days and I never came down. My wife helped me very much in that. And uh, we always, we had many, many, many times that uh, we, were, we were in very bad uh, uh, financial position because of the, the the crisis of the businesses, but we always be working and coming out. Thanks God. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, incredible. And one thing I have to point out for the listeners uh, who don't know you as well as I do, and uh, the people that are are close to you, is you always have uh, a huge smile and and good energy and i have to tell you me personally i always try to uh, also show that energy and I, i i really try to get that from you to always be happy and smiling and looking at the good in people how how did you how do you have that mentality and that energy constantly looking at the at the positive and and, and the good things in in your in your life how, where does that come from <laughs> Really, really talking, I think it's natural for me. I, it's because you're saying, I think it's because I born like this and I grew up like this. I have a very nice family and uh, if that's impossible me to do it, I think so. Amazing. Well, I'm blessed to also have you as my grandfather and I also am able to have that energy constantly. Um, I know we are all, all, me and my cousins are all blessed to have you and uh, it's an, an incredible role model. Uh, Awe, do you have any other uh, last words of advice or uh, tips for me or for people listening uh, for the future and to, for them to achieve uh, any type of dream? Well, be nice with the people. Don't, uh, don't hate nobody. This is something very important in your life. Everything can do it in the best way. And uh, I think uh, all the people is good people. If you go trust with them, trust with the people. Be trust. Because yeah. uh, if you don't trust the people, you can do nothing. I agree. I think... That's one thing I always see. If you if you give someone the opportunity to be good, uh, they might surprise you as opposed to being pessimistic. And uh, when you give them good vibes, then good vibes will also come towards That's you. It. That's it. Incredible. I always say that it's better to 
to trust in people that don't trust. When you don't trust people, you do nothing. That's something that I have in mind all the time. I have sometimes to to say, okay, I failing that guy or failing the other guy, but I think much, much more is good. Uh, to take the risk right, with people. Yes, to take the risk. It's, it's better to do it than not. And how, how do you deal with, uh, I mean, mentally, when, when you trust in someone, because, you know, it's really hard to trust in someone. How do you deal with it when that trust is maybe, you know, it, it doesn't work out? Like, what do you go through mentally to, to move forward? There is a low percentage. I have those, I have those ways, both ways. In that way, when the people that came out, bad person, I try to forget it, to go on. And in that one, I lose, and don't in, in not everyone you can win. And you, go, go ahead, you have to go keep ahead. going, keep, keep going. Yes, Amazing. I don't know if my English is good, but uh, it's perfect. What are you? <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, okay. well, Awe, thank you very much for being okay. on the podcast. Uh, I always love hanging out and talking with you and I really, really miss you and I want to go to Mexico and visit or maybe you come here to Israel. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate you being on the, on the podcast and telling us the story of how Global Denim and uh, all the other uh, projects that the Abadi family has, has done. Uh, so thank you very much. Like uh, Shimon Perez says. <laughs> you remember we were both with Shimon Perez and when he said... Yes. Uh, I remember very well. We, we asked uh, Galia, my sister, uh, we had the honor of meeting Shimon Perez, and he, Galia asked, uh, Mr. President Perez, would you uh, want to be a child? Uh, would you want to be a child again? It's for a project that we, uh, my family did. And uh, President Perez responded, what is a child? A child is a person who dreams more than he remembers. If you remember more than you dream, you are old. If you dream more than you remember, you are young. And I have to say, eh, you're always smiling and, and I, I want to say dreaming. So I, you always have this young attitude and, and, and vibe. So I, I really eh, look up to you in that way. So thank you so much for that in general. And thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye, my friend. <laughs> Bye, Abwe. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dreamer Talks. I'd love to have you back again next week. So make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave a review of what you thought of the podcast. I really like the input to make this podcast as engaging and entertaining as possible. So once again, big thank you and I'll see you next week.